Hello, 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 and welcome back to my podcast. <laughs> Don't forget to press the follow button so that every time I do a podcast, you can and will be notified. If you hadn't already done so, go on ahead and follow me at The Caribbean Astrologer over on Pinterest. In the bio of my Pinterest account, there is a link that will take you over to my website where you could purchase, download, and print your 90-day transiting natal chart report written by me in a Microsoft Word document in which I email back to you. So it is hand-drafted by me, okay? Well, (laughs) hand-created. I can't say written because it's on a computer, so... (laughs) Don't forget to check out the boards that I... Um, created on Pinterest. We have one called Scrapbook and Journaling Ideas. There's another one titled Pluto in Aquarius where there's a list of books to get so that you can navigate 2023 just a little bit better. Also, um, there is a board titled My Books where you can pick and choose from a collection of books that I have in my personal collection, okay? I did add two new books to that um, board about finances because I think it's very important to become more financially literate with the upcoming depression that we are headed towards. Yes, honey. Not a recession, a depression. Okay? It is going to be bad. Like, you can't even fathom how bad this is going to be. And you're not going to fathom how long it's going to last either. We've never lived through a depression before, unless you're listening to this podcast, and you was born in 1929. (laughs) Um, So this will be a first for a lot of us, all of us, actually. So um, we have our Saturn, that station to go direct. So anything that was held up, um, (laughs) it's now coming back to the forefront. Any planet that's in retrograde is more about self-reflection. Um, and taking a look at yourself and where you can um, better improve or learn something new. The direct motion of the planets is the implementation of what you have learned. Okay. So Saturn teaches you about time and how to deal with people. You may be thinking about um, where your life has been, where it's at, and where you want to go. You also may be thinking about relocating because Saturn speaks to real estate. You may be thinking about, you know, purchasing some property or to not purchase any property. Um, While I'm on a topic of property, I was looking at the news and let let me pull it up. Because I took a screenshot, honey. And it was on 
Money Watch. So I downloaded the app Money Watch to my smart TV. And um, I turned to this to see what they had going on. And it says, rising mortgage rates pressure some to wait until market improves. Prospective home buyers put down payments on the rising mortgage mortgages. So people are waiting because of the high interest rates to purchase a house, which is actually a smart move. Because of the depression. It's going to be a mess. Um, the mortgage rates, not mortgage rates, but interest rates will drop during this depression. I did say that the our gov here in the United States will crash the economy to bring down those rates. And before they crash it, what they're doing is that they're collecting money and lining up their pockets um, in preparation of what's to come. Okay. And I told you guys to do the same thing. Stock up on food. Um, stock up on batteries. Um, because of natural disasters. Um, get yourself some lanterns flashlights, whatever the case may be. And I also told you guys to take some money from out of the bank. I did not say take all of your money out of the bank, but take something out of the bank. And the reason for that is because it's better to be safe than sorry. The last time the gov crashed the market, um, people had money in the bank and the banks kept their money and did not give it back to them. Okay. Um, as far as I know, there's nothing that you can do about it. As far as I know, there's been people who went through that experience and they ended up migrating to states where um, the cost of living was lower because they had to pretty much start over. So. If you poor, you're not gonna get any poorer. Okay. If you're middle class, you're gonna be poorer. You do have to make um, some adjustments. There has been people tapping into their Roth IRA um, because they know the downside of going through what we're getting ready to experience. There's been people paying off their credit card balances um, because they know what is coming is not going to be a pretty sight. Um, so don't be scared. Just be prepared. You have a couple of more months before the announcement is made about um, the depression. Okay. I expect that announcement to happen in the sec when the sun reaches the second house in America's transiting chart. 
The second house represents banks and money and finances, so forth and so on. That is our economy, okay? So, we still have a couple of more months before that happens, before the sun enters the second house. Um, anything that you get, everything that you need, and don't be concerned about the things that you want. It's a really good idea to conserve, okay? I'm even deciding to, as much as <laughs> I like my online shopping, and especially with Amazon, even I have decided to completely halt my Amazon shopping. So I'm buying things in bulk to, <laughs> to assist me with not, you know, being addicted to my Amazon shopping. So be prepared. Um, we're like one day away from Scorpio season. Um, shit will get real. It will get really real once Venus enters Scorpio. Then we'll have a complete Scorpio stellium happening with our, you know, south node and the sun and the Mercury and the Venus. The moon will be there for a couple of days. It's going to be a lot happening. Okay. Think Christian rock and blue face toxic. Okay. When Venus goes into Scorpio, it's a lot of toxicity happening. But I'll get into that um, a little bit more in another podcast. For right now, we're just dealing with our solar eclipse moon that's happening in Scorpio. And again, it's just overall a really good day for most of the collective. But again, anyone with a water rising sign, you should already be feeling the effects of depression, anxiety, and even not a job loss, but a transition from one job to another. Um, also, some relationships will be ending, whether it's a significant other, um, a relative, a family member, friendship, a business partner. Some of them will be um, ending. Some truth is going to come out. We're going to see some messiness happening with influencers, with politicians, and celebrities. Okay, Nothing new. Things that we have previously already seen. Okay. So if you're an influencer, you might want to sit this one out. Go off grid for a little while. The day before, the day of, and the day after, go off grid for a little while. Okay. Um, speaking of influencers, there was something that I saw. Let me pull it up. Walmart launches creator platform for influencers with no cap on commission. Walmart. Walmart is going to stay afloat during the Depression because they sell food. So any place that sells food will still remain. Um, they probably won't make as much money, but they'll still be there. And anything major, they'll have you know some sort of government bailout. So 
if you're a social media influencer, um, it might be good to kind of look into this Walmart creator platform. Okay. JP Morgan launches platform to connect startup founders with VC investors. So VC means venture capitalist. So if your business is something that will solve a problem, you might want to look into this platform by JP Morgan um, and see how you can pitch your business to a venture capitalist. Okay. What else is going on in our latest news? Oh, a $100 million campaign to change Jesus's image. $100 million campaign to change Jesus's image. Listen, everyone knows that Jesus was a Jew. He was a black Jew. Solomon, in the Song of Solomon, there's a um, verse that says, um, I am black and I am comely. I am black and I am comely. A lot of whom we know, like the apostles and so forth and so on, those who know the truth know that they were black. Um, I personally don't care about what ethnicity Jesus is. That's still my guy, you know. Y'all know that I tell you I am a whole Christian and I believe in the whole Trinity. My prayer is ended with, in Jesus' name, amen. A-H-M-E-N, okay? Um, okay? Yeah, I just don't care what ethnicity he is. I don't care if, you know, he had a child with Mother Mary. I could care less about those things. I believe that he died on the cross, on Calvary. I believe in what he did, and more so, I believe in him because of what I saw before I even started elementary school. So for those of you that are new, I'm going to tell you a short story that the people who have been here for a while already know. So my grandmother was Baptist. She's Baptist. And my mother would send me to her house on the weekends. And my grandmother would dress me in, you know, the children's little girls' church clothes. And I would always hear about this man, Jesus. And my grandmother, she used to, when the collection plate came around, she would give me a quarter to put in the collection plate. Sometimes she would give me two quarters to put in the collection plate, and I would put it in the collection plate. And... I would I remember hearing um how peaceful he was how peaceful 
And I remember people in the church being thankful to this Jesus person. I didn't know who he was, right? And I remember asking my grandmother, like, what happens with the money? And she said, she said to me, it goes to Jesus. I said, okay. <laughs> I mean, of course, I know better now at my adult age, but grandma was just telling it to me in this, you know, the most simplest ways that she felt was right at that time. <laughs> so I remember being at home playing with my dolls and my mom was on the phone. And all of a sudden I see this man and I felt this presence of peace. It was indescribable. Right? And the man is talking to me. And he's talking to me. He's talking to me. And I wondered if he was the one that my grandmother was talking about. So I said to him, are you the man that grandma told me about? And he said, yes. I got super excited, y'all. I ran to my mother when she was on the phone. And I said, Mommy, Mommy, Jesus is playing with me. Jesus is playing with me. And she just looked at me and she said, oh, okay. <laughs> she didn't pay me no mind. And I went back into the room and the man was gone. I didn't think as a child where he came from or where he went. I just knew that he was gone. It was another time that I was playing um, and he came back. And again, I didn't know where he came from. And when he left, I didn't think, like, why didn't he just walk out the front door? You know, I'm a child playing with my dolls. And he wasn't, like, moving my toys around and stuff like that. He wasn't doing that. He was just talking to me and playing with me. There was another time where I was in a park playing and he came back, and he was standing a little off, a little far off, and he was talking to me. But that time when he spoke to me, it was um, telepathy. It was telepathy. And I ran into the house, and I said, Mommy, 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 Jesus is playing with me. Jesus is playing with me. And again, she didn't pay me no mind. I guess she just thought it was a figment of my imagination. So she just said, okay, and I'll go back in and play in the park. I went back to the park and the man was gone. At that time, it was like around the holidays. And I, as a child, I didn't know Thanksgiving, Christmas, or anything like that. I could just sense in the atmosphere, like just this holiday spirit, right? Call it the holiday spirit. And... I saw a commercial on TV with a doll, and it was called Magic Moves Barbie. And you flip the switch in the back of the doll, and the doll's arms would move, and she would push her hair back, and I got super excited about it. And I remember that my grandmother had taught me, you know, to pray. And she taught me our father prayer, and she taught me, um, now I lay me down to sleep. I pray the Lord my soul to keep. So I figured... I'd ask Jesus for this doll. So when I said my prayer, I had asked Jesus for this doll, Magic Moves Barbie. And I went to sleep. I remember getting into the car with my mother, and she met with my godmother. 
And my godmother gave me a Magic Moves Barbie for Christmas. I was so excited. And I was like, he heard my prayer. Oh, my God. Right? And this was my mind as a child. So all my life, I've had supernatural visitations from Jesus. Uh, I know what he looks like. He has always appeared to me as the same ethnicity, black. There's times where he wore all white, and there's time where he wore, I don't know what to call it. I don't know what to call it. Uh, so for a lack of better words, I'm going to say like a king's uniform or something. And he had a sachet on. And there's all these, there's 12 crystals in it. Or you may know them as stones. The Bible calls them stones. Uh, if you look in the book of Revelations or Google, the 12 uh, stones... Um, it'll come up, and they represent the 12 tribes of Israel. He had a crown on his head. Um, the colors were like a, a deep red and gold, but those colors, you'll never see them on earth. A computer couldn't even generate the colors that I saw when Jesus appeared to me supernaturally. Okay. So for me personally, I will always believe in the Holy Trinity. Okay. No near death experiences caused it to happen, no mental health issues or anything like that. Um, again, it started before I had even um, went to elementary school. No trauma happened to me or anything like that. These are just my own supernatural gifts and um, my abilities to, well, my God-given abilities to kind of tap in to that type of a realm. And for me personally, I don't try. It just is. Okay. I've seen a whole lot of things that would make people say that only happens in movies. And people will only say that because it has never happened to them. And they secretly want to have that type of experience, you know. <laughs> so um, for me, it, it just is. I have never seen God, and never in all of my life, I have seen Jesus. When God appears to me, if, if, if it's a supernatural visitation, I need about a week or two for my body to get back into an equilibrium state. The best way that I can describe it is like energy being absorbed from my body and I'm exhausted. One, like this is a type of exhaustion that you normally would not experience. And I've never seen his face, whether I'm awake or it's in a dream. I've never seen his face. He may show me his foot. He may show me his hand. 
I can't tell you that I remember the color of his foot or his hand. I can tell you he was, he is. I don't want to say tall. I want to say ginormous. <laughs> it's like beyond a giant. Um, he's mostly energy. But he will show me a form that I can relate to, which is the human body. Jesus' voice is, not Jesus, Jesus' voice is more like a brotherly love, a brother. It's more like a brother. And he's very patient, he's kind, and he's gentle. He's understanding uh, and peaceful. Like, this piece is, is, like, it'll blow your mind. God, on the other hand, is a very stern, fatherly figure, okay? And his voice is very stern and fatherly. And when he talks to you, you don't have any other questions. When he speaks to me, I don't have any other questions after he get done saying what he, un saying what he say. I understand completely. Like, it's crystal clear, Okay. He speaks to me whenever he wants to speak to me. He pick and choose. I cannot make him talk to me and tell me things. I can ask and request, you know, to hear his voice. And he chooses whether he wants to or not. Other times he'll send the Holy Spirit. Other times he'll send archangels to give me the message. So, but I, I can't tell you that any question that I've asked, he has always answered it. That that is what I can say. Even if he doesn't want to give me the answer, he'll say, I'm not going to answer that. Or the archangel will say, I can't answer that. And that is still an answer. All right. So that's just my experience. So this $100 million campaign to promote Jesus's image, you know, that's cool. It's wonderful. Um, um, but I already, you know, me personally, I already know. So, moving on to the next in the latest news, honey. Kanye West is back up on a blocking chop, you know, the chopping block. Um, Balenciaga had cut ties with Kanye West. Um, I believe this is the third company. Um, on top of him buying um, some platform that he wanted to buy. He's back on a chopping block. Um. <laughs> I said if Kanye don't stop his mess and he keep poking the bear, he's going to have a hard time. But at the same time, Kanye is outspoken, and he does what he wants to do, and he's not dumb. People call him crazy, but he's very strategic, and he knows what he's doing. He's a, he's a smart man. Mm -hmm. Don't think Kanye was just downright out of his mind. Um, and he is supposed to be creating his own community, as in buying up the block. He can afford it. I don't know what bank is going to bother with him. He might have to pay all cash. <laughs> but 
That's just what it is. Um, a federal appeals court has temporary, temporarily halted President Biden's student debt relief plan, preventing the government from moving forward. Now, there are six states that have brought a lawsuit against this, um, stating that it would cause a financial devastation to those states. First of all, I never thought that you could bring up a lawsuit. Okay. I never thought that you could bring up a lawsuit against a debt relief plan or the president or who the hell ever they're doing it with. Shit, like I never knew that. Oakland police discussing the possibility of using armed killer robots in emergency situations. Now, I want to briefly read this article. Oakland police and local residents recently attended a meeting to address the possible deployment of robots armed with the shooting capacity of a shotgun. Two hours into the discussion, a lieutenant of the Oakland Police Department is said to have described how police might keep safety in mind when dealing with a repercussion actuated non-electric distributor. A actuated non-electric distributor. I can't with them. I don't know what's a non-actuated electric distributor if you're creating, you know, killer robots, quote unquote. Um, if it has the capacity of a shotgun, uh, you know, I'm thinking it's. <laughs> a deadly taser I didn't even google it to be honest with you I really didn't Ciao. California becomes the first state to ban plastic produce bags now what the hell are we supposed to be putting in putting our, like, peppers and, and pears in without the produce bags. Y'all know what I used to do with my produce bags? And when I did this, this one lady, she has stared at me, y'all. When I go into places like Stu Leonard's, Costco, BJ's, or the Amazon supermarket, I would take their produce bags and I would put those large packages of meat inside the produce bags and then place them into my shopping bags. <coughs> Excuse me. And this lady, I promise y'all, she stared at me like I was a complete genius. I knew that she was going to take what she just learned and carry that with her for the rest of her life. <laughs> because that stuff can leak, you know. And I don't want that at the bottom of my shopping bags. Now, I typically wash my shopping bags out. And let them dry. I use some um, either bleach or Lysol and wash the inside out and wipe down the outside of the bag. Let them dry, fold them up, put them back in its you know, proper place. But that's just me. But um, I still don't want any, any, oh, meat juice. <laughs> At the bottom of my shopping bag, I don't want any meat juice, you know. 
And so there's that. Um, so watching my Ratchet TV show, I mentioned to y'all <laughs> meat juice. <laughs> I remember mentioning to y'all that I was watching um a show called Selling Sunset. And I am on season five of Selling Sunset. And when I first started watching it, my eyes gravitated toward a woman named Christine Quinn. You can find her on social media. She became a supermodel and a real estate mogul. And she also has a book that she had published. And I said that once she becomes well known, the price of that book is going to increase. She already has, uh, last I looked, she had over one million followers on Instagram. Um, so the reason why my eyes gravitated toward Christine Quinn was because of her fashion. I love fashion and shoes and handbags and all this other stuff. If it's, you know, feathers and, and pearls and hardware and all this kind of stuff, the fupa fur, this kind of thing, um, I like it. When it comes to jewelry, if it's loud and gaudy, I love it. The bigger, the better. I love it. I've got earrings that come past like my shoulders okay I love it if it's couture I love it right I told you guys also there's a difference between fashion and style the style is just matching your clothes with fashion is taking things to a whole nother level and that's what I like fashion so my eyes gravitated towards Christine Quinn because of her fashion and <clears throat> as the show progressed I saw that Christine Quinn is narcissistic. So, oh, we have a problem. We have a problem. We have a problem. So Christine Quinn started getting a little messy, but I love the messiness. That's part of watching Ratchet TV. I learned a couple of things from off of watching that show when it comes to um, real estate. Um, and what I learned was that there's a real estate developer, the real estate investor, the real estate agent. They all work hand in hand together. And a real estate agent can make up to six figures from one sale, right? That's people's, that's a whole lot of people's annual salary. That's a whole lot of money that people um, will never see in their annual salary, okay? With one sale, six figures, they're making you know, 64000 from one sale or 390000 from one sale. Um, but I also recognize that these agents work with a lot of developers, okay? That's where the six figures is coming from. So my girl Christine Quinn started getting a little messy, and I started, you know, recognizing that she does a lot of little things when the cameras are not on her. When she's in the privacy of her own home, there's no cameras. And I would suspect that when her husband is not around, she does a lot of little messy, petty things as well. Right? I still love her fashion, though. I still love her fashion. So there's doings and goings happening with the show. By season five, they brought in another fashionista. And she's more along the side of couture fashion. And they have another girl that came in, which was Christine Quinn's competition. Both women 
just tall and gorgeous and fashionable and got a bag. The difference between Christine Quinn and the other woman um, who amassed her wealth from investing in the stock market is that the one that invested in the stock market has a private jet. Christine Quinn does not. Um, so it's the money that makes the difference between the two women. But Christine Quinn, like just as I knew, she was going to be envious of that woman. And so she's been trying to figure out how to sabotage that woman. And she finally figured out how. But she waited, right? So the, the British girl that came in, you know, with her couture. I just love her shoes. And she's a gorgeous girl, too. <laughs> she comes in, and Christine Quinn is looking at her, giving her the side eye, but in a sneaky kind of way. And I said, uh-oh, this Britain girl doesn't really know what she's getting ready to get herself into, but I figured that she was no fool. The show continued to progress, Christine Quinn decided to bring the Britain girl into the office. The Britain girl sold some property without even being um, an employee of the real estate firm. And everybody in the office was jealous of what this Britain woman had did before joining the group. And Christine Quinn was looking in the background, just very quiet, watching and looking. And she knew everybody was jealous, right? So I said, okay, she's, Christine Quinn had brought in the Britain girl into the group to throw a monkey wrench in everybody's group. That's so narcissistic. So like you're playing games, you got this mastermind manipulation going, but she didn't really have a real plan. She just knew that she could use the girl for, the Britain girl, to execute something. She just kind of played it by ear. Typical narcissist that wants to be in control. Typical. I still like Christine Quinn's fashion. I still like it. Right. So the Britain girl, and this is what I liked about her. She went in. She listened to everybody's side of the story of what was going on. Which is a lot of betrayal and lies and scandal. Typical ratchet TV stuff, right? And then she, the Britain girl, took all of the women in the real estate group, one by one individually. And she was like, yeah, I know that you guys have a problem with Christine. Christine is my girl, but I just don't want you to not speak to me because Christine and I are friends. And I was like, that, that, I like that. She came in like a wrecking ball, but a grown-ass woman at the same time who's about her bag. And I like how she was able to think for herself. She did not let what Christine say influence her opinion, and she did not let the other girls influence her opinion. She formed her own decision. She was able to think for herself. That's what I like, the principle and the morals that she had in her character, right? That's the adult or womanly thing 
to do, uh, especially when there's a whole lot of money involved. Okay, so <clears throat> she pulled everybody aside, spoke to them individually. Then she got everybody together in a group and said the exact same thing that she said to each person individually was get to know me for me and don't judge me because of your enemy who's my friend. Like, don't put me in the middle of it. That girl is out for her own bag. And whereas Christine Quinn thought that she had uh, a puppet, Christine Quinn found out. She Let me say it another way. Christine Quinn had fucked around and she found out. So if you hadn't seen Selling Sunset, honey, go on Netflix and watch Selling Sunset if you're into the Ratchet TV. I love it. I absolutely love it. A couple of twists in there, you know, with people getting together, like who was started dating and having sex with each other and the marriages. Like there's a 35-year-old woman married to a 25-year-old guy. She makes way more money than him. And he's like, no, let me be a man. Let me, you know, do this for myself. And she's like, I can pay. I can pay. And he's like, no, let me take care of it. And he made the right decision. He did. He really did. Um, she just has to understand the male brain, you know. So if she emasculates him in that way financially by, you know, paying for certain things, It'll be the downfall of their marriage. So that means that um, there's a bit of their lifestyle that she's, the comfort that she's accustomed to, she might have to dumb that down a bit to keep her 25-year-old husband. I personally could not marry anybody with a two or a three as the starting number. I couldn't, me personally. But there's people I do, and it's great love, great love. Glad to see it, you know. So people are adults, and that's what they choose to do. They're in love. That's what they do. None of my business. Um, Me personally, I couldn't do it. Um, Very interesting show. I'm looking forward to the reunion because I want to see. Here's something that I um, thought about watching Christine Quinn and thinking about narcissistic people. Narcissistic people will know that everybody knows that they're lying, they're manipulating, they're playing games and the things that they've done um, to destroy a person or to destroy a person's life, of course, is hurtful and is harmful. Narcissistic people know why people don't want to be around them, um, but they'll turn around and they'll play a victim. Um, And I saw early on in the show that Christine Quinn um, would play victim, typical of a narcissistic person when they're caught. They don't admit what they've done. Um, They just play victim and they flip things around. There's like no accountability. In the privacy of their own home, they do cry, but they cry because they lost the competition. Narcissistic people find a different way to compete. And when they lost the competition, they become obsessive and possessive. And the competition is something that they've created themselves. They compared themselves in their life to somebody else. They found an inadequacy within themselves. And then they created a competition. That's what Christine Quinn had done. 
Everybody in the office she found something about them that she didn't possess, got jealous about it, and then it was a secret competition. And she needed to crush her opponent that she created herself. Narcissistic people tend to do that. And you would think that, you know, they would apologize or, you know, say, you know, I'll, I'll change, I'll do something different or whatever the case may be. This, that's not what they do. They just, it's temporary. It's a smokescreen. Um, and they just find a different way to do the same thing. They don't stop. The best thing to do with a narcissist like that, that's obsessive and possessive over competing is to let them know that famous word that I taught you guys, inadequate. Let them know that you are aware of their inadequacies and that they're in secret competition because of their inadequacy. And even if they ask you, you know, what do I feel inadequate with? Your response is to be just play dumb. Because they're just trying to figure out what all you know. Because their games is a secret for them. It's a secret. They don't want anybody to know their secret. Call them out. Let them know. They f- let them know you're aware that they feel inadequate and that they're liars and manipulators and so forth and so on. Whatever else you want to call out. And get rid of them. Because they don't change. What they will do is find another person to target. It's the adrenaline rush that they get from outsmarting somebody else. They want that adrenaline rush. Okay? Keep that in mind. Truly dysfunctional people. Truly, truly dysfunctional. So, all Ratchet TV is not just about Ratchetry. You can actually learn something from the Ratchetry. I certainly did from watching Selling Sunset. Um, So, I'm on season five, a couple of episodes in. I think this is the last season. I don't know. I'm going to check. Well, I'm going to fuck around and find out. See what all is going on. So, um, that is it for my latest news. With the pause to the, you know, student debt relief. And, um, there was a person who posted on Twitter. Again, stop, stop saying Stop saying everything on social media. Stop doing everything you do. Just doing the most and telling the most and sharing too much. Everything's just too much. Everything is just too much. And it's not a smart thing to do. It's not a safe thing to do. You don't get paid when you show certain things on social media. And you make it, oh, we're going to talk about the Moors. I'm going to talk about the Moors. Um, you don't get paid for what you do. Um and people figure out a way to screw you over. Always remember I said people have a tendency of turning on you in the blink of an eye. They'll start off quiet, seemingly innocent. They don't went on about their business. That's how it will seem. And then all of a sudden they'll start, you know, gravitating towards you just a little bit more. 
and then they turn on you, right? There's a man who posted and he said he went to multiple, he had to go to multiple different banks to pull out $40,000 in cash. Why he was pulling out 40000 in cash, I don't know. I'm sure it was to pay for something. Or it could have just been to, you know, have on hand. Who the hell knows? But to be a bit braggadocious to say that you can get 40000 in cash out of the bank is doing too much. It's saying way too much. When the economy do what it do, guess what he just did? Unnecessarily made himself a target. It was unnecessary. I tell you guys also don't talk about the type of stocks and cryptos you have online. Um, where, What platforms you use, what hardware, you know, what wallets cold or hot wallets that you use. I said that before. I also told you to use the e- the email Proton Mail because of its encryption. Proton Mail email address. Adios meals. And speaking of making oneself an unnecessary making themselves unnecessarily a target. I'm going to talk about the Moors. So the Moors have been going around talking about sovereignty, right? And I decided a couple of months ago to look into what does it mean to be sovereign? What is the benefit of being sovereign? And what is the downside of being sovereign? So as I looked into the Moors, I saw that they had their roots in Spain, I believe in the year 177. And they stayed there until about the mid-1800s. And they brought a lot of things into Spain, like um, astronomy, a.k.a. astrology, Um music, and a a couple of other things that they brought into Spain as their culture, right? So what the Moors is teaching, um, first of all, when they speak, it's like they talked and they didn't say anything at all. And everything seems to be a secret. And they talk about getting out of traffic tickets and how to get out of situations with the court system. And they talk about, um, they tell you to learn the definition of words that you use. They talk about the straw man, so forth and so on. And if you want to know more, you have to pay them thousands and thousands of dollars for this information. But I was looking into not becoming a more, but 
What is it that they're doing? How would it benefit me? What's the downside of it? And they seem to, it's a lot of word games because they tell you, let's say, for instance, a car. So you have this bank account that the government created for you through your birth certificate and social security card. And this bank account is with the U.S. Treasury. And you can buy a car using this money from this account with the U.S. Treasury. But since money don't exist, you have to do an an exchange. Kind of like when you do accounting. And so you take some document, which they won't say what it is, and or a coupon, you take it to this car dealership and you send the bill somehow, some way to the U.S. Treasury. However it's done, it's not clear to me. <laughs> and apparently you can do the same thing to purchase a house. And how you do it, they won't say, unless you pay thousands and thousands of dollars to them for them to tell you how. And according to them, there's multiple ways to do one thing. But you have to pay them a couple of thousand dollars for the information. So... What they're doing is they're denouncing their citizenship, which doesn't make sense to me. There's people that come from overseas, you know, to live in the United States and they, you know, go through the procedure to become a citizen of the United States. So if there's value in citizenship in the United States to other countries, why would you then be born in this country get automatic citizenship to only turn around and denounce it? So you can do what exactly? Get out of traffic tickets and get a house and get a car. And they make it seem like the amount of money that's in this U.S. Treasury account that the Gov had created for people is unlimited. There's an unlimited amount of money. And they say how they don't pay their monthly bills using the invisible money that's in the U.S. Treasury account. I'm not sure about that. Nobody wants to show any proof or or even say, come on, Zoom, and I'll do it in real time with one of my bills so you guys can see. They're not willing to do that. In the process of them denouncing citizenship, they're saying essentially that the laws in the United States do not apply to them because they're Moors. I said to myself, (coughs) excuse me, 
Even the Bible says that you have to live by the law of the land. And you could Google that scripture. Wouldn't there be consequences if you don't live by the law of the land, no matter what country you're in? So you mean to tell me you could do anything in the world, commit murder, and you're not going to go to jail because the law of the land does not apply to you since you're a moor? No way. No way. It seems to me that they simply just don't want to pay taxes. And they go through all of these things just to avoid paying taxes. <clears throat> the United States money, the United States makes money from debt, DEBT. And It's a capitalist country. Why would you make yourself an unnecessary target to the gov? You're a target to the gov. I said this in a previous podcast. I'll say it again. When you denounce your citizenship, you're making yourself an enemy of the state, the country. You're an enemy of the country. I wouldn't suggest denouncing your citizenship. You're essentially saying, I don't need your help. That means you don't need to call the police when something happens to you. You don't need to call the ambulance when something happens to you. You don't need the insurance to protect yourself. Whether it's health insurance, dental insurance, whatever, you're going to pay straight cash. That means that when the war happens, you're not protected. You, you're actually an enemy of the country, so they're going to come after you. Why would you make yourself an enemy unnecessarily just to not pay taxes? And to some degree, the law still applies to you. You can't drive on the wrong side of the sh- of the road. <laughs> you can't rob people, do all these things. You can't snatch people's property from up under them. And that's what they've been doing, taking people's houses from them. Somehow, some way, through some laws that they've discovered. I found in my research that they're actually on the Moors, much like the Passport Bros, are on the FBI's terrorist list. And they're being watched 
whether they know it or not. Once you're on a terrorist list, you are an enemy of the country. Yeah, not interested in that. Yeah, no. I need the military to do what the military does. Okay? I don't know what all they do. I do remember speaking to somebody who served and he said the only thing he was willing to say was that the citizens in the United States are protected from things that they don't even know is happening. That's all he was willing to say. So I need them to do whatever it is that they do so I can sleep peacefully at night. I like knowing walking outside of my door. I like knowing that I can walk outside of my door and go wherever it is that I want. Except I can't be naked because then I'll get arrested. <laughs> Maybe I might. Because, child, the way that these men be carrying on. <laughs> my God. So... Whether you want to, you know, say you're Moorish on paper or not is your decision. Just be aware of what the downside is. The consequences of being a Moor is that you will go on the FBI's terrorist list. And you have made yourself an enemy of the country, an enemy of the state. Guess what's going to happen when Neptune goes into Aries. Remember I talked to y'all about the um, nuclear war. So guess what's going to happen to the Moors when we have this nuclear war? Hmm. One of the passport bros had got stranded Mm-hmm. I was on social media asking for money so that he could get back to his neighborhood. Before he left, he was rude and disrespectful and every other thing that he was on social media. The correspondents had corresponded, honey. Went to the woman, found out who the woman was. I don't know how they did it. I don't know how they did it. But they found out who the woman was and was asking her questions. Like, what's going on? Because he said that he was going to get somebody that was fit, fine, and friendly. And, and that will submit. What happened? She said that he was staying with her. And <laughs> while she was going out every day working hard, he was sitting on her couch and he refused to get a job. And yes, the sex was good, but he needed to contribute and he didn't want to. 
So she put him out. And they said, well, what all is it that he got? And she said, a pair of socks, a pair of pants, and one shirt. He went out there on a one-way ticket, didn't even have enough money to get a round-trip ticket. He went out there on a one-way ticket thinking that he would fuck his way into somebody else's home and be financially supported. And that woman said, nah-uh. Then she talked about how she discovered he had a felony for selling drugs. And he had children that he left behind. He's saying that he had a job in his own apartment before he left. We know that that's a lie. Because nobody would let go of their job in their apartment. Period. He was living with somebody else and he didn't have no job. He was living with a woman. And he thought he could say to that woman, I'm out, I'm leaving, deuces. I don't have to be treated like that. I'm going to get me a woman that's going to submit to me. Submit to my authority. When he left his house, left that woman's house, she said, cool, take everything that you came with, which was two outfits. Two outfits. Because you left with a a knapsack that had one pair of socks, one pair of pants, and one shirt. It's interesting because they'll say that, oh, they'll say all these horrible things about women in the United States and they don't do this and they don't do that and but here we are prime example with this one guy who had a woman that was she was literally holding him down he wouldn't have been able to eat if it wasn't for her and you have the audacity to not appreciate this one that's holding you down, you're going to get someone better with the nothingness that you bring to the table? This is a, is a what do you bring to the tables, sir? Because dick ain't enough. The same way they like to tell women of being attractive in their vagina, yo, it's not enough to bring to the table. Isn't it the consequences of his own actions? My, my, my. So the correspondence was like, nope, stay right there. Stay right there. Ain't she fit, fine, and friendly and, and submissive? That's what you said you was leaving for. You could have did that in the United States, sir. But you thought you was doing something. They want money, too. They want respect, too. So what was you really doing? And he did another video and he said, the video, excuse me. And he said, oh, I'm in a shelter now. I'm staying in a shelter. Thank you for your prayers. I said, now, wait a minute. 
Your bros that you emotionally bonded with will not send you any money so you could get at least on a bus. Can't take a bus from where you're at. No, you need a plane ticket. But they don't, they're not going to send you no money so you get a plane ticket to go. Uh, and where are you going to go back to? Because you must be looking for a relative to stay with. Because you done left that girl on bad terms. You are not going to be able to get back in. A burden, a financial burden was lifted from off of her. She was taking care of a kid, grown-ass man. But she was taking care of you, you, you her son. <laughs> the bros is down bad, honey. They down bad. They on a terrorist list and all kind of stuff. They down bad. Then he put up some videos talking about men's mental health and depression and how it's not accessible for men. I said, now you're depressed? You wasn't depressed when you was popping shit on your way out of the United States. But when the young lady was like, man, you know, Melanated Sister, that article had came out, The Rise of Single Lonely Men, and a a good, good, clean sis had came out, and she said, you know, I believe in black love. I want y'all to be together. Come to therapy. I'm a therapist. Come to therapy. And they got mad at that, found out where the woman worked at, and got the woman fired. So you had somebody that you could relate to to be a therapist for you, and but you got fired from a job. Now you want to think about a therapist because you're in a shelter? Isn't it the consequences of your own actions? The vice president had did a post on Twitter, and she said, more money will be going into people. Um, more money will be, you know, given so that people can have access to mental health and substance abuse providers 24 hours a day, seven days a week. In other words, it has always been there. But now we're making it 24 hours a day, seven days a week. What do you mean you don't have access? (laughs) I wasn't letting that go. Y'all, I wasn't letting it go. I wasn't. I wasn't going to just scroll by that. I wasn't just going to scroll. Got both sides of the stories because the correspondence was corresponding. I looked at his and I said, how does it feel to be homeless? Remember when you mocked women for being homeless? Maybe now you'll show empathy. But the women were only homeless because these bums 
couldn't put anything in their name. The credit score is 300. You need, in some places, you need a 620, but other places, you need a 640. You got to have some type of credit established. You got to have some type of financial responsibility in order to have a 640 credit score. Since that little uh, debacle had came out, more and more women said, you know what? It's cuffing season. Y'all looking for a place to live. And we're not opening up our doors to you anymore. Good for them. I'm glad they're making that decision. Then you got the meat, the uh, uh, pick me's and the mammies on there. Oh, so sorry for what you're going through. You should stay out of it, sis, really. You should stay out of it. I could just let that scroll by. Uh, then there was another one saying, you know, he gave his all to a woman and and um, it didn't work out or she cheated or something like that. And I couldn't let that go by either because women have done this, you know. They give men a chance. They work with them. They help them out. They pay for their schooling, all kind of things that... Women do, and I don't understand why men say, you know, women are just as horrible. Oh, they should just be thrown to the wayside. I don't understand it because I've seen what women have done. Me personally, I've never done it, but I've seen plenty of women uh, older than me. I've seen them do a whole lot of things. Uh, so he got on the Passport Bros bandwagon. You know, with the fuck women kind of thing. His heart was hurting. And so, when women do it, right, when they give their all to a man and they're heartbroken about it, men say, do better, pick better. So when that guy said what he said, I couldn't let that pass by. I I commented and I said, do better, pick better. Yes, I was being petty, y'all. I was. I was. Mm-hmm. Couldn't let it pass me by. I just. There was a guy, part of the Passport Bros, right? Went to China, met a girl, young lady, beautiful young lady. Went to China, met with the girl, and whatever happened, happened. Uh, He proposed to her. She said no. More than likely because um, she knew the consequences of what she was getting ready to get herself into. But then again, she was only 21 years old. Um, We know the culture of China is a man produce, provide, and protect um, the same way they do in the United States, you know. Um, That's the same relationship requirement. And um, uh, whatever reason she had, the 21-year-old good, good, clean sis said no. And he murdered her. The police in China captured him and said, we're going to give you the electric chair. You can Google that article and see for yourself. We're going to give you the electric chair. There's a Bible verse that says, eye for an eye and tooth for a tooth. He reached out to the United States saying, oh no, bring me back to the United States. And the United States said, um, you're out of our jurisdiction. And kept it pushing. 
Read the article, see for yourself. So he was scheduled for the electric chair. Half for an eye, tooth for a tooth. You come over here into this country thinking you're going to do that stuff that you do in the United States and get away with it. No, you killed one of us, we're going to kill you. Passport bros is down bad. You can't go into other countries with degeneracy and think that there are no consequences. I said this before about Mars and Gemini, and I'll say it again. Mars and Gemini is quick karma. It is quick karma. Like who you like, love who you love, and have pure intentions. Don't fetishize another ethnicity over another. Don't bash one uh, on your way out. Just leave quietly. Go where you're going. You women listening to this podcast, don't open your mouth and say on social media that you are exploring your options. You're diversifying whatever it is. Don't bother because you're going to make yourself a target unnecessarily. Go where you're going. Do what you're doing. And have good intentions. Because when your intentions are not pure, whatever it is, that Mars and Gemini is going to whoop that ass. And quickly. I'm going to call Mars and Gemini the consequences of your own actions. I'm at a toss-up between fuck around and find out and the consequences of your own actions. Let's just use both. Who says we only have to use one? Old buddy fucked around and found out in China. And the other one fucked around and found out and ended up in a homeless shelter. Then the guy, the one that's in the homeless shelter, he was trying to drag that lady's name through the mud on social media. Don't be with nobody like that, blah, blah, blah. She knew what it was. I told her my plans. I had a plan. He was His plan was to use his dangling and be financially supported and live for free in a woman's home. That was his plan, to live off of a woman. That was his plan. He wanted to live a soft life and use his, just go and be a, a male prostitute. Just do that. You're using it for that. Anyway, you'll get more money. And then you can have your own. And nobody can just put you out. It's a shitty-ass feeling to be put out. Like at the drop of a dime. It's a shitty-ass feeling with no place to go. It's shitty. I still don't have empathy. I don't. Yeah, so the passport bros is down, y'all. They they down. They they on a terrorist listen. I still say that when they start recruiting, I think the first place they should go is right there on Telegram. Go right there and recruit them because they're tough. They want to fight. Let them fight, you know, for each other on a battlefield. That's not what they want, though. 
That ain't the type of fight that they want. But you got fight in you. Go ahead. So, Garcelle. My heart goes out to Garcelle. On the reunion, if you you guys saw that, you know, they threw her book in in a garbage can and completely disregarded how she felt that she had the situation with her son and social media and it it was being implied that she should accept the abuse and um, the other person should get off scot-free. And I'm glad Garcelle like stood her ground and stood up for herself. She was like, are you kidding me? What about me? What about mine's? Are you kidding? I'm hoping that Garcelle leaves the show for her own mental health. The money is not worth it. And that's what I learned about her situation, from her situation. And I tell you guys all the time, you don't have to learn the lesson personally. You can learn from other people's stuff or mistakes. (coughs) I learned that when a situation is just toxic and it's a complete disregard to your existence and there's money involved, that no matter what the amount of money is, whether it's six figures or seven, it's not worth your mental health. It's not. So I'm hoping that she leaves the show. But she did make another post saying that her book, um, and I was saying this to myself, I hope that more people buy her book, you know, because they threw it in the garbage. Like, like that's so disrespectful. Then they did it on TV. But it brought her book sales up and it became, you know, number one on the list. And she posted about it. Um, it was number one seller on Amazon, not Amazon, Barnes and Nobles, and she talked about it. And I hope more people bought it. Oh, I do hope she leaves the show. Andy Cohen is in hot water. I'm not surprised at that, but he is in hot water. And he's been, I've never seen him use cuss words on social media. But I've been seeing him use cuss words, and I said, oh, uh, yeah, well, well, consequences of your own actions. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you just can't, this is not the season to be a shitty-ass person. It's not the, <laughs> it's not the time, uh, even moving forward. That Mars and Gemini is going to be there another couple of months. And we're getting ready to go into retrograde with that. <laughs> Child. So an acquaintance of mine who has my phone number did not call me or anything. They sent me a message on social media. Uh, asking me to attend some battle rap thing going on with a couple of underground rappers and um, so it was a flyer 
and she said, I only hope you can attend. She already knew that I wasn't going to. That's why she worded it the way that she did. And, um, yeah, I know better than to be in the vicinity of a bunch of rappers. Period. Putting all astrology aside, I already know not to be in the vicinity of a bunch of rappers. What's that thing that happened over there with um, Kylie Kardashian's baby daddy? Astro World, I believe it, it was. All them people had died, and they was talking about human sacrifices and all kind of stuff they had going on, and how the people were saying, stop the show. The, the girl was trying to get the people's attention. I was like, stop the show. People are dying in the crowd, and blah, blah, blah. No, son, not me. So I sent her a message back, and I said to her, I will not be around Glocktavius in Tyrone, nor am I interested in ducking bullets. And it was interesting because previously I said, let's um, get some girls together to go to this particular country. Um... If you want to join in, you're going to need your passport. You're going to have to get one. And she said, oh, that's, they was killing them women. Didn't that woman get killed over there? Yeah, women get killed in the United States, too. You just don't want to go. It's not your thing, which is cool. I would just appreciate a lot more directness and, and transparency. And just say, that's a girly girl type of trip. That's not me. Blah, blah, blah. That's not what she did. She blamed it on, you know, women get killed. So I said, okay, you don't want to go. It's cool. So you don't want to go overseas to be killed, but you'll stay in the United States and put yourself in a bad situation Knowing you're going to have to duck the bullets of Glocktavius and Tyrone? Chow. It'd be the fake outrage for me. Chow. So she says, well, let's go to this state. I said, okay, when you're ready to go, you let me know in advance, not the last minute. Because I do have consultations that I do like one-on-one consultations. So let me know what that means. I hear about that. I said they got this thing going on over here with, you know, roller skating. Do you like to go? She don't want to go to that either. I said, girl, it's fun. It's food. It's drinks. It's a diverse crowd. It's not a lot of people. What's the problem with roller skating? So me and some other girls went roller skating. I don't know about her. I don't know. But uh, I'm going to keep it pushing, that's for sure. So, that's it, you guys, for my my, uh, (laughs) chit-chat. A lot going on. Excuse me. There is a whole lot going on, honey. Excuse me. 
a whole lot going on. We got the Scorpio stellium coming up. A lot of truth will be revealed. The sun is going to highlight that shit like nobody's business. Scorpio ruled by Pluto and co-ruled by Mars. A lot of secrets are going to come out. A lot of hidden things is going to come out. A lot of narcissistic behaviors, sociopathic behaviors is going to come out. The truth is going to come to the light, honey. It is going to come to the light. People are going to come up as, um, you know, emerging leaders, new leaders, and whether it's in our gov or it's, you know, an influencer. Also going to see things being exposed that has already always been exposed, like these teachers, excuse me, who have sex with, you know, these underage students and chow. I'm going to find out about military forces being stationed in states that we never knew that they were there to begin with. That's going to come out. Enjoy your solar eclipse moon because once that Venus enters Scorpio, we're in for a show. Okay, we are in for a show. And um, I'm going to drink my water and mind my business and continue on. With my course that I am taking to become a certified professional astrologer, um, getting my little ducks in a row in preparation for this <laughs> economic collapse. And uh, <laughs> it's not funny because what we're going to see is really the therapist is really going to be needed. It's really going to be needed. If you've been thinking about being a therapist, but working from home, creating your own business as a therapist would be a good idea. All you need to do is see what you have to do according to your state so that you can accept insurance. Create that LLC. The IRS is going to be on some bullshit come January. After the IRS get done doing what they're doing, that whole income tax season happened, the government will be done, um, you know, lining up their pockets. Then we're going to see that crash Okay, We're going to see that crash. Got to be more careful. It's just a whole lot. People on the terrorist list, child. Mm-mm-mm. Don't denounce your citizenship. Don't denounce it. There's people in other countries that, you know, they... They'll do anything to become a citizen of the United States because of the liberty, because of the freedom, and because of opportunities, mostly the opportunity that's here. Um, Yeah, so get out and vote if you've registered to vote. I would suggest, astrologically speaking, that you vote blue. Even if you've always voted red, I would suggest that you vote blue. Why? Because of what is coming. What is coming? There was a state. Let me see if I could find that. Wait a minute, y'all. Before I end this podcast, wait a minute. There was a state. Wait a minute, y'all. The Republicans are trying to send Arizona back to 1864 when men set the age of consent for girls at 10 years old. In Arizona, 
yeah, if you have daughters and granddaughters or you yourself are a woman, you need to vote blue. Because it's just not going to affect one group of people. It's going to affect everybody. There's a whole lot of things that are going to affect everybody. Like the Roe versus Wade. It affects everybody. There's women that, you know, who have been dying. Um, I'm not going to get into that. I'm not going to get into it. But you need to vote blue. You need to vote blue. All right, you guys. Thank you for spending some time with me. I'm going to head on out. Go get myself something to eat. Yes, honey, yes. And um, don't forget, follow me over on Pinterest at The Caribbean Astrologer. There's a link in my bio. That will take you over to my website where you can purchase your 90-day transiting natal chart report that's written by me. And I'll... Send it back to you via email. You can download it, print it, highlight it, study it, whatever it is that you want to do. I talk about major, um, any major and significant dates and events that will be happening for you specifically in your life. Any questions that you may have, you definitely can ask me your questions. I'll find the answers to your questions in your chart, and I'll be sending that right on over to you okay don't forget to subscribe to my blog the caribbean astrologer um this podcast and just my brand overall is going to go through a rebranding at some point in time in 2023 and i'm going to take things in a bit of a different direction but we're still going to stay on the topic of astrology and with a little bit of ratchet dream. <laughs> okay. <laughs> All right, you guys. Until next time. Shalom.